It's the most beautiful time of the year. Welcome back, everybody, to the holiday special part two because it was just too great the first time to only do one. So this time around, we're talking about our favorite topic, which is all the nitty gritty things about relationships, but this time with the variable of the holiday season, specifically Christmas. Maybe you've already had some trauma from Thanksgiving to that. I sincerely apologize for. We've all been there, okay? This year, I didn't go to my family's Thanksgiving. Praise the Lord. But for those who didn't make it to theirs, I sincerely apologize. But on the cast today, we obviously have me, and we obviously have... Your boy, Ustin over here, just chilling with a fancy fancy mic that may be not as quality. Hey, you know, we're, we're figuring something out over here. Maybe got to reinstall some drivers, but uh, we'll figure it out. There wouldn't be a podcast without some computer talk with Austin. That's what I'm learning about you. Facts. And what's extra special is that we have a special guest today. And this is not a rookie on Put a Cork in It. This is actually the person who pushed me to make the podcast, and that is Lance. Great to be here. <laughs> I mean, you have come so far from the initial idea of a podcast. Well, initially it started out as a vlog with me and you were going to do a vlog. It did. Over who, over who knows what, but <laughs> I, think, I think you picked the better route. And it's going great. Honored to be back on the cast. Wow. I appreciate that. You know, humble beginnings in the kitchen, horrible audio, literally my roommates making dinner in the background. And here we are now. Professional mics are being bought. I mean, I didn't even know Austin when this all started. It's just crazy, you know? You knew me. Not really. We weren't as, you know, close as I'd say we are now, but you, you, have, you had met me previously. But did I think that we would ever hang out again? Probably not. Did you think that we would, you know, be 20 or so episodes deep into a podcast? I didn't think so. No, nor did I. So I'm glad that we're on the Here we are. Page. Look at us. <laughs> um, so last week we were talking about gifts, which I hope that helps some people because um, you know, I didn't necessarily need to apply a lot of things we talked about, um, but I hope that those who did applied them. Um, so this week we will be talking about how to really, you know, answer the tough questions at a holiday, you know. Personally, my favorite response that we got about this was from Riley Noor, uh, rnoor12, if you want to follow her on Instagram, which was how to tell old relative, perhaps a great aunt, um, at Christmas that there's no special man in my life. I love that question. I think that's really important, but I just want to give you guys a little teaser as to what we're going to be talking about. But before we get into it, let's start out with the most important question that we got, which was from Nick Hess 10, which was when is the right time to put up Christmas lights, which I feel very passionately that there's only one answer. It's a classic. It's similar to Christmas music. You can't put up the lights until after Thanksgiving. That's my personal opinion. I'd love to know the men's. Lance, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you voice your opinion here first. Well, by the sound of that, you might not like my opinion. <laughs> my opinion 
I even go as far as December 1st. Oh. That's, that's, that's a personal, that's not like, if I see someone before them, I'm like, okay, but I don't think you can fully enjoy it enough at, to the same level that I am for those 25 days, unless you start on December 1st. You get the whole advent calendar going, you know, mm. you got the Christmas countdown sign. It's the whole shebang. So follow-up question, does it all go down December 26th? If I had my way, it would, but it's a, it's more than a one person job. So we usually wait till the, the family's ready. So I'd say usually in December, it doesn't, we don't dilly dally till January. You don't let that fly. No, no you chance. can't celebrate the new year with Christmas decorations still up. <laughs> I would even, to, to go back to the original question, you know, honestly, life hack, leave the lights up on the outside all year round, but only turn them on come Christmas season. You know, maybe that's the lazy person talking in me, but it, it could happen. But as far as Christmas decorations in the home, Definitely after Thanksgiving. Okay. But I will listen to Christmas music before Thanksgiving from time Ooh. to time. No, 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 no. It's an unpopular opinion. It is, it is. But I, I, I tried it once, Austin, and it almost ruined Christmas for me. It really did. It, like, that's, oh that's, <laughs> it, that's like so extra. But just imagine waking up like, Christmas or Christmas and Christmas Eve and not wanting to hear Mariah Carey that's just that's like a nightmare yeah that's where I was that was my reality if you're listening to that song every day yeah I can imagine I honestly can't stand that song anymore it's so overplayed um maybe maybe that's why yeah maybe that could be it it's a personal error perhaps of your music <laughs> choice but a, a little plug I will say is Michael Buble has a beautiful version of All I Want for Christmas is You. It's very cute. Okay. I'll have to check that out. I think you would really enjoy it, actually. Mariah, I'm sorry. It's over. You yeah, had your run. I'm, I'm done. I'm done with it. <laughs> like, it, it's gotten to the point where, like, every time it comes on, like, I'm not even excited. It's, like, change the radio. <laughs> you know? Turn that dial. Wow. Wow. That is the most passionate I've ever heard someone talk about Mariah Carey. Honestly. I just feel bad for you. Oh. Like, you can't enjoy Mariah anymore. I can't. It's, it's really sad. It's, it's maybe no fault of your own, but... Wow. Wow. Maybe... I really don't even know what stemmed it. I'm just... I'm over it. I, it just... It doesn't hit the same anymore hey, we won't we won't press you you know in this time of you recovering from that we'll let you have that okay going back though christmas decorations like my dad is like the type of guy like right after the presents are open he's like all right start taking it all down like what? literally the tree is down by noon wow okay that it, it's cold-hearted you have to at least soak it up on christmas day my dad just, just gets the idea in his head. He's like, we're all here. It'll be super quick. Like, it's all I, good. That's not even Christmas decorations then. That's pre-Christmas decorations. Because you take it down on Christmas. Well, all the decorations don't come down. It's usually the tree, which is, I'd argue, the most important decoration. <laughs> that's the staple. 
Wow. I mean, hey, if your home doesn't have at least six nativity scenes in it, what are you doing? Okay. Oh my gosh. All right. So in transition from this, thank you, Nick Hess 10, for creating something so dynamic that we never knew would happen. Um, Anywho, so back to the topic today. Um, Just talking about how do you share with the relatives, you know, like, I'm single, or as Riley said, there's no special man in my life this year, which I would never particularly say those words, but um, to each their own. I think that for me, it's almost the pent up, like, knowing that this is going to get brought up more than when it actually happens for me. It's the before dwelling on it, and it's the after of, like, oh, I'm anticipating that my grandpa's going to say something. And then it happens and I'm able to like diffuse the bomb. But then afterwards, I'm like, well, that just didn't make me feel very good. You know, like here I was in my cute Christmas outfit, kind of feeling good about myself. And then bam, I'm in my feelings. I'm listening to some really sad romantic songs on Justin Bieber's Christmas album. And I'm unwell. It it just happens so quick. And I would just love to know your guys' experiences with that, um, how you're anticipating the season, would just love to know what you guys have gathered over the years. Uh, to, to hit on those points, Mon, it's, it's usually the anticipation is way worse. And then, like, when it happens, like, it's not the fact that it happened. It's just, like, it's not a satisfying answer to the question, like, no matter what it is that you say. I feel like that's what happens. And then it's, like, you know – I wish I could have done it over again, but like, even if I did, it's like nothing would have changed. So maybe I just got to stop putting so much weight into this basket and just move on. Wow. That was very well said. I love that. Lance, what do you have to offer? I feel like I don't anticipate it extra because I'm asked the same questions all year round, regardless of the time. The only thing different is that everyone's there to ask at the same time. Yeah. That's where it's like, oh gosh, I gotta go down every aunt and uncle, cousin, grandparent, and field all questions. It's like a media, sh- like I feel like it's the press asking me questions of how, how I failed this year. Like you stepping up to the podium, giving like this awesome recap, and then it's like, well, what about this, Lance? What happened here? And it's like, did you not pay attention to everything? I was doing stuff this year, man. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Like, they don't care about the rest. Overlooked and underappreciated. I just Yeah, so like, it's just I it, it comes with the territory. Yeah, that's true. And it's like you know, that's fine. You know, people want us to be happy, you know, in a relationship whatever. But I just think there might just be too much emphasis on it, you know? And here's one of my things if I was in a relationship, I'm close enough with my extended family that I would like let them know slash they would know before the holiday get together. So I'm kind of like, what is your motive in asking me right now? I know it's not to be a Christmas bully. Okay. But at the same time, it's like, Hey, I would definitely let you guys know if there was someone in the picture, you know, maybe even let you know if there was a crush in the picture, but unfortunately for me this season, there's not even a crush. And that's, that's the, that's the hard truth. That's interesting. I'm the opposite because if I give them a taste of anything, then the questions get worse. So unless there's like, 
Oh yeah, they they're just like that's the appetizer. They're just prying like, is there something? And then if you give them like, oh, I'm talking to someone or I'm going on dates, that's when like the dam breaks loose and they really start asking. <laughs> it's so I I don't tell them unless it's like really serious. Okay. Unless sure. it's a sure fire, you know, like you know, they'll be there in a few months type of thing. Exactly. Like, wow, interesting. You know, that is actually the perfect segue, Lance. I am glad that you did that naturally on your own because one of my really good friends, Caitlin, um, she asked us, I wonder why bringing the SO around the holidays is such a big deal or comfort. And I think even in that is like, when do you bring your significant other into the big holiday thing? Similar to last week, we're talking about like when do you get your significant other a gift? Like when are you bringing them around to the large family gathering? Because I feel like for my cousins, that happened. I feel like they were bringing their booze around pretty early on in the relationship, which I don't know if I would personally do. Not it's a double-edged sword, Mond. All right, hit me with it. So you know. It's like, hey, Christmas is coming up. I'm going here, like big family get together. And if you don't extend that invitation to your significant other, it's like, wow, why doesn't they, why do they not want me to meet their family type of thing? But then it's like, you're not ready for this. Like, you don't know my family. Like, what's going to happen? Like, being the outsider at a gathering, you know, of, you know, 10, 15 plus people. And they all have their inside jokes, you know, they all have the things they do and like it's not even like questioned. Yeah. Could be intimidating. But then it's like, oh my gosh, like he doesn't want me to meet their family. Like is <laughs> is he serious? Like I, I feel like there's two sides. So you wanna bring them around like early, be like, Hey, like I want you to meet my family type of thing. But like if not, it's like, whoa, what's going on? No, I, I feel that as like I feel like no, there's no point if you're dating someone, you definitely want to be around them and you want them to meet the people that are important to you. But we, so for me, for Christmas, Thanksgiving, that is, it's always been just family. Like it's never really been, we bring friends or someone you're talking to. It's more kind of been reserved for family or like serious relationships. Because the other thing is you don't, I don't know if you guys have this, but like you don't, it's not always fun to have the family member that keeps bringing someone new every holiday and you're like I do not want to meet your seventh guy like in seven years it's like come on just be, have some respect for your family like that it's a two-way street like obviously we want you to be happy but also it's this is for family like you got to stop bringing some random people you just met that's I think that's honestly a good sentiment I I I would feel the same way. I think one of my cousins, luckily the guy she brought around, I mean, she married this man. So now he's in the fam and it's a good vibe. But I agree. Like, it's kind of a sacred time. But then also what Austin was saying, that is really throwing them to the wolves, okay? And my personal, you know, wants of a SO, I want someone who can like hold their own in a social setting like someone who clings to me at a party, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, go, go little birdie, you know, fly your wings and get away from me. 
So I want them to be able to hold their own, but at the same time, like, it's kind of fun to have to teach them all the different things about the fam and, but I guess here's my follow-up because I think everything you guys said was so good. Also, seven people in seven years sounds like actually a living nightmare. I know that was <laughs> an example, but yeah, wow. it was not. There's not an actual event, but that that, is that, that would be bad. Um, like if you were dating someone, like you literally just started dating. Okay, you started dating at the beginning of December. Okay, you made it official. You're not bringing them to the family thing, are you? No, not a chance. Okay. No shot. That's what I thought. Uh, but, like, anywhere, like, three-plus months, I feel like it has to be, like, heavily – like, three to six, you got to, like, heavily consider, like, test the waters. Like, hey, like, what does your family do for Christmas? Oh, just family? Yeah, yeah, like us too, pretty much. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Um, six-plus months, you should probably be bringing them. I, 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 th I think, yeah, once you get to three months, for me, you got to – you can at least start considering it because then it's like, all right, this isn't just a fling. This is someone I want to be with and hopefully they can, you know, get to know my family. Um, because this is a big deal either. Like either you go to holidays and you guys become closer because like family loves them. It's so fun or it's really awkward and, <laughs> and the family hates them. And that's tough to come back from. For sure. Yeah. And I think that's why it's so serious is because if you're bringing someone to the family gathering, it's saying that most of the time it's saying that you're serious about them and that you want to be with them for a long time. And I also think there's a difference high school, college. Like I would say if you're dating someone for six months in the high school, they still shouldn't come to the family gathering in my personal opinion. But if you're like in college, post-college, you know, gap, I think, go on ahead i hope that you're being serious you're not just dating around for the for the heck of it and say heck come to my christmas if you don't have nothing to do like that would be horrible yeah high school relationships it's like kind of tough like maybe maybe like one year plus in that territory in that age range like if wow. if you got that going on but you know, it's so hard to tell in high school, like, if that's going to be, you know, the one for you, et cetera. So, you know, and it puts a lot of pressure on, like, the relationship, I feel like. So it could be best to just, like, let it be, um, yeah, very, very tough waters to navigate. Yeah, I feel like thinking back in high school, too, there's no way my mom would let me go to, like, leave my Christmas to go to someone else's. Right. I don't, I don't care how long I was dating them in high school. She'd be like, that's not, that's not an option. She's like, they can come here, but. Okay. So, oh, so they'd, they'd be open to having him there, but no chance. I feel like. No chance of she letting her Lance out of the nest. I feel like in high school, no. That's fair. Yeah. Maybe I, now I could put up a fight, but. I think that's very realistic. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, wait, would my mom have even let me just scamper off to my boyfriend's Christmas? No, there's no way. And nor would she have let him come to ours. She didn't really, yeah. Anyway, so moving forward, um, we had two comments about this in our responses. One was, you know, if you're dating someone, this is from Jordan Kim, love her. She said, how much time are you hanging out with each other versus the family and then kelly kale also hit us with 
how much time are you spending with your boo? So in that, I think that's another little, you know, rabbit trail we can go down of what is the appropriate ratio, especially if you're someone like Austin, where you're both coming home to the same mutual place after being apart, perhaps. So then you also definitely want to hang out with that person because you haven't been together, but then also you can't diss your family because you've been away at college or whatever. So what, I don't know, Lance, I feel like you would have a lot of wisdom on this. Like, honestly, I think you would have like a calculated answer. Um, well, I'll do my best. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like that, yeah, family and all that, but they're, they're a guest, like they're uncomfortable. They, you know, they're, they're only coming to your holiday event for you. Like, so I think you should spend most of your time with them. Okay. And obviously don't, don't only talk to them, bring them into the conversation with everyone. Um, Cause I don't know, it's not like you get isolated in like Christmas or Thanksgiving. Everyone's pretty much together the whole time. So just kind of bring them into it. I, yeah. Definitely don't leave them to the wolves. That's, I feel like that's tough. Yeah. It is awkward when to the couple is just lingering in the corner and it's like, so you guys want to be a part yeah. of the convo or it is different too like if you right if it's three months or you're basically engaged dating for years and they already know everyone in the family yeah then you come in they do their thing you do your thing you meet up so it it's very different at where you're at in the relationship i was gonna clarify the context of this is this at the christmas party is that what you're saying or like just home for break in general the original question was home for break in general but i oh did i took it as yeah i took it as a former i did love the avenue that lance took it so honestly that was wonderful yeah definitely if, if it's your significant other's first time with uh or like attending your family christmas get together thing whatever it is uh you should definitely be like doing everything Lance said, bring them into the conversation, don't feed them to the wolves, you know, maybe like definitely more so at the beginning and then like seeing how it goes, testing the waters, like maybe towards the end, like they're doing their own thing and they're like having fun with like your extended family. Like nothing makes me happier than when I see like my cousins and like Carly, like playing cards together or, you know, just like talking in the kitchen or whatever, you know, like it's, it makes me feel like happy that she's like included and like she's welcomed, you know, that's like something that is, it's almost priceless, you know, cause if, if they can't do that, like red flag almost, dare I, I say it. Agree. I completely agree. Also, I got a little emotional during that, you know, if you also did get a tissue, wipe your tear, jeez. Um, that was, guys, I'm very impressed with all of that. I think here's my other thing. Maybe you hopefully have a healthy balance of like hanging out with your significant other and your family and friends that when you go into the holiday time, there's not too much of a difference. That it's still this good ratio of like seeing them this amount of time. But I also feel like people are tempted to just spend all of their time with their person instead of their family and not even entertaining the option of like bringing them to a casual, you know, family thing, you know, but then I also think you have to respect the mom who's always going to be like, this was a family event. Why did you bring 
Freddie to this, you know, and then you have to deal with the repercussions of bringing Freddie to the cookie decorating. I don't know. That's a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I'm, I, don't, I think you hit it. It shouldn't be too different. Um, obviously, if you've been away a while, like, I don't know if you're at different schools or whatever, when you get together, you're going to want to hang out. Um, but you also owe your family alone time. Um, so it's just however much time you have trying to find it so you can have alone time with your significant other, alone time with family. And then, like you said, kumbaya all together, some, some cookie cutting events. Yeah, a plan. A plan is always good. Saying, we'll see each other all the time. Let's not worry about it is stupid. That's so stupid. Yeah, personally, with my experience, like finding that balance was like a little bit harder in my youth, you know, like freshman year, Austin. Um, but like now, so like since Carly and I are at the same school, like we're with each other almost daily at school when we come home, like we very much give our family like the light of day and like give them like not necessarily like priority, but like, you know, we have each other at school for four months straight versus like our family like doesn't get to see us as much as that so that's kind of been the balance also like if you're working over winter break like most people I know are working I'm working like 30 40 hours a week so like you know really trying to prioritize that time effectively is a challenge even more so with that but you know you got to go through it and just you got to figure it out if, if not it's it's tough to do yeah like kind of get through all the hard parts of figuring out when and then eventually it becomes more natural which i feel like you do a good job of so we're proud of you okay we're very proud of you for just juggling all way to go that. austin yeah <laughs> um okay something else that i think is interesting this is a really hot take that I've never thought about and I feel almost giddy to bring it up because it feels a little juicy. So naturally this is from Jess Nippa because she just has all the good questions. Um, and this is what she said, hot take is Thanksgiving through Valentine's the no-go zone for dating. I told Austin last week when we were looking at these responses, I did not understand what that question means. Now I do. Basically what she's saying is, should you not start a relationship in the time between Thanksgiving and Valentine's Day? Is that just a zone where it's like not a good time to start a real relationship? Which I think is interesting because that's kind of a little bit after cuffing season begins. So it's very complex to think about in my opinion. I feel like I need an Excel sheet, a math of some sort. Anyway, um, We'd love to have you guys start this one because I am very curious as to what the fresh, the fresh thoughts are from the men. I will say that like starting a relationship during this time might be the most difficult time to start a relationship. I'm not going to say it's like a no-go zone because sure. obviously like people can find success um, like if, if they work at it and like communication is clear, et cetera. Uh, it is high stakes. And like, you have to deal with Thanksgiving, Christmas, the new year, Valentine's day. New year's. I totally forgot about it. Like, day. I mean, yeah, that's in there. Martin Luther King day. Like, what are you doing on your day off work on that Monday? So you many know? holidays. <laughs> it's um, there's a lot going on. 
and you know winter like i don't know if it's like harder to date in the winter you know the cold not as many things to go out and do but it's it's definitely you're not doing yourself any favors by getting in a relationship at that point in time lance what do you have to add sounds good yeah i think so it's funny because you have like thanksgiving and christmas which are more serious like family holidays then you have new year's which is just asking for a fling asking for like you know just your new year's kiss you know very lighthearted. Uh, and then you got valentine's day which is where you go all out so i think man i just i think as long as you're doing it before um like towards the end of january like before then you're good i just feel like walking into valentine's day without a clear defined relationship is tough it's a lot to ask for there i think the rest of them you can get by like you just don't go to thanksgiving you don't go to christmas new year's is fun but then what do you do for valentine's day that's like the time and let's think about the timeline here november december okay if you start dating in november that's november december january that's three months my theory is in three months of dating that's when you start really considering if you like this person you maybe start fooling around with wanting to say the l word and so i think this is actually guys we just discovered something here because that's saying that valentine's is either the time you are breaking up and you are alone on valentine's day fresh off a relationship boat or it's like the best day ever because you're officially committed to the person so when you said high stakes austin i think that was the best description because i am stressed and i'm not even in a relationship right now but when we were listening or listing all of the holidays i felt like i was i'm like what am i gonna do you know i think that time frame should now be called like the relationship gauntlet like if you can get <laughs> oh through God. that like <laughs> hats off to you man yeah you should have a medal or something you won yeah there should be a parade for people who started dating in november and are still together by valentine's day honestly also the other thing to unpack there lance and i shared you know you guys can't see us but our reaction three months and the l word is being considered mon interesting take Thank you so much. Um, I think that it is a proven theory. I think people don't say it to the other person, but I think that is the time, three to four months, where you start actually feeling like you could say it. Like, you know, if you, okay, I don't want to say if you were forced. That's not what I want to say. Like, if there was an opportunity, maybe you do. But usually you don't. But that's when things just start kind of coming to the mind, Lance. I, I kind of lumped you in there. Maybe you don't agree with that sentiment. Well, okay. I think I've talked to you where I feel like th- at the three-month point, you, you know that there are possibility for marriage. Like before then, you're like, you're feeling it out. But at three months, you know, okay, this is someone I potentially could be with. I don't know if that equals I say I love you. Um, I think, you know, I've talked to you. Like I have a pretty, I don't say I love you until I'm ready to marry someone. Right. Because it's like, it's not about the the feelings. You know, I might have the same feelings as someone that says, I love you. But I feel like love is like such a commitment. Like, I want to be with you. I want to spend my rest of my life with you. And if I love you, like, if that's what love means to me, 
then I should be ready to marry you at that point. Agreed. So that's why me internally jumped at three months because I don't think I will be ready to marry a girl at three months. Okay, yes. And I personally would never tell someone I love them at three to four months slash would definitely like wait a while. But I'm just saying, I feel like that is when the feeling starts to creep in. Okay. That's when things you're like feeling good about it. Or that's the time where you're like, this freaking sucks. Get me out of here. Like, what are we even doing? Yeah. I'm going to say if, if you're throwing that word out there, like, and you don't, you don't get the elicited response in return, like pretty sure like, all right, let's pack this thing up. Check, please. Like, we, we knew what we need to do, you know? Another high stakes dating. <laughs> this should be a game show. <laughs> we throw challenges at them. A scenario. Sally's How confident are you in the I love you return? <laughs> I just, guys, I literally know couples that are like, saying I love you so early on and you would not say that they would be the type of people who would do that and it is frightening like I genuinely get very scared like publicly saying it not even like you know her through the grapevine Susie Q and Billy were saying I love you it's like no it is on the social medias in captions etc and I'm like blown away how do you even know enough about a person to say I love you I don't get it no 100% I, I feel like I I know a lot of people that do that as well. I think it's just what they say, like what you mean when you say I love you is just different for people. Yes. Some people, like, yeah, go ahead, Austin. I was going to say, like, you know, especially, like, young people like us, like, it's, I don't know if, if there's, like, a hierarchy of, like, things that, like, you just get to, like, say, like, you cross off, like, the list or whatever, and, like, I love you might be that for somebody you know, just like say like, wow, like we're doing great. Like he just told me he loves me. Like, like that makes me feel good. Like that makes like that affirms like what I believe in this relationship. But like, like if you're coming from a place where Lance is like, love is a very serious thing. Like, like Lance was saying love isn't just like feelings. Cause I, I think that's where the public in society is going with the, the L word today. So people base it a lot on their feelings. Feelings come and go. Yeah, and I think you were great too with the checkpoint like comment you said where it's not even about do I really feel what that I care about them. It's all right, we've been dating for three months now. If I wanna keep going on with them, if I wanna keep pursuing this, then by this point I should have said I love you by now. And if not is there something wrong? Are we doing this right? So, yeah, I think it just comes into a lot of it. It's just what society does. You know, they like to say, I love you. And it feels good. Like, if you care about someone and you really want to be with them, you're never, you're never going to be mad by hearing I love you. And so it's just easy to say, you know, even if you don't quite mean it. Yeah. yeah. For, for the viewers at home, really, this is your homework. Really consider what I love you means to yourself. <laughs> Nothing, nothing like some easy light contemplating before bed like that. This is gold. Okay, also to those who have said I love you really early on in the relationship, we are not hating on you. We are All power to you. Oh, I was going to say we're concerned for you, but also Lance just said more power to you. So well, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not concerned. I'm just saying like 
I, you have to know deep down that there is at least something different. There's more than what you're just saying with, I love you. Okay. Like you, you can say that, but you have to know that you don't quite mean like there's something more. There's a feeling that you haven't reached yet. If you're not willing to marry them. Okay. That's fair. That's that makes sense. You can say what you want, but have, have the same understanding with your partner. Yeah. And I do think that's a generation thing. And I didn't realize it until my brother-in-law was like, Monica, literally every one of your Facebook posts is like, you're the best. You're my best friend. I love you. You're the most amazing person in the world. And I was like, that's not true. Like I don't give out that many superlatives to people. Then I looked at my Facebook, there they all were. And I'm like, I am saying I love you to people that I have known for like literally two seconds. And these are just friends, you know, but I'm just someone who I think puts out that type of like words to people because I think I mean it, but also I think our generation doesn't give much um, like weight to those things, you know, like telling someone they're amazing. I can say that and not have any weight behind it. Like, it's just kind of like floating words that don't mean much. Like that doesn't mean, oh, you're really good at encouraging people or, you know, like specific compliments I think are just so rare. And when I get one nowadays, I'm like, what the heck? I feel uncomfortable because you just affirm me in a way that's low key emotional, you know? I cannot stand the, I have 80 best friends thing that girls are doing nowadays. Like, (laughs) the social media like 80 comments of like red hearts i love you so much like this is like you're the best person in the whole wide world like i don't know where we went wrong i don't know if it is going wrong but like guys like if you're just throwing this out to everybody it's not going to mean anything yeah like true you know like we all have that one friend that like doesn't compliment you like often but like when you do you're like wow they really meant that and like that means a lot coming from that person so true so just yeah you know. i was i was trying to find it's a quote i love but i can't find it right now and it's basically about just being like super concise with your words so that your silence is super loud like if because if you don't agree with something or you actually love someone or you want to say that if you're always saying that to everyone or just always talking then they're it's not good doesn't mean as much yeah wow dare i say we just took a very steep tangent now i love that but guys we've got to wrap this up so um first (laughs) things first is austin has some key information to share with you guys that i just think he does better than me so he's going to share it guys as we tease in the last episode we are going to be raffling off the spot to be the next guest on Put a Cork in It, which you can be a part of at Put a Cork in It official. You'll see something going on the story. Maybe we'll actually do a full Instagram post for this one. Like, comment, make sure you're following, share it, and you'll be entered to get on the podcast with me and Mon. It'll be so fun. I can't wait to see how many entries we get. You know, I'm, I'm excited. And this topic, I mean, like, if this is like the stuff we're talking about, like, it's going to be juicy. So Heck. I'd love to, I'd love to have you along for the ride. Yeah, I would say a caveat would be don't enter if you're not willing to get vulnerable, because 
if, if you're a loyal listener, there is not one episode where someone doesn't share something that's like, whoa, okay, sure, we're going there. So, I mean, Lance can attest. He's been on two times. I've been on two times, and, and I have to say the only regret of me being on today is that I can't be on next week and enter the raffle. <laughs> so enter the raffle. It's truly a saddening truth, but Lance, you'll forever – be involved with the podcast being the og guest so that means so much like you said like like we just talked about have some (laughs) weight behind your compliments that's right oh gosh i can't with you guys all right so here's what i'm gonna say we're gonna do a lightning round of um what you've been loving lately holiday edition um so have your answers prepared quickly you two i will go first um it's a twofold one of them is a little touching it's just been hanging out with my niece she's adorable and it's just been fun to hang out with her today i walked down the steps this morning and she said in her cute little voice good morning aunt mon it was so cute secondly i've been reading mere christianity by c.s lewis Yes, sometimes I have to read a paragraph two or three times, but it is good. I'm almost done with it. Highly recommend. Um, I'm going to go with Austin. You look ready. Take it away. I am ready. Uh, My brother and I planned out every single meal this week. Uh, Sunday, we had homemade chili. Monday, we did boneless chicken wings in the air fryer, breaded them up and everything. Tuesday, we had salmon and i made hush puppies oh my god like fried cornmeal oh so good uh last night we had korean barbecue uh with like a an interesting salsa verde type vibe and then tonight we tonight we got burgers and potato wedges i'm super excited it's been really fun to cook with my brother and just like spend time together that way because he's a pretty busy guy so the meals are like the time that we get to have together pretty much so that's been really fun so tender wow that's great Lance, uh, Lance. take us home uh, I'll, I'll try and bring us home so for those that don't know I just recently tore my ACL and meniscus <laughs> yeah a rip um, so what I've been doing has not been very physical lately. Had to adjust. So I've picked up um, chess, gotten into chess again recently. And also, I used to play the piano for eight years, stopped, but I've been picking it up again. Uh, if for anyone that knows Chariots of Fire, <laughs> learn that theme song. And uh, I've been learning Married Life and Up. Oh, dude, that's a great song. That yeah. that, that makes me cry. I I like I'm like playing as tears are flowing <laughs> out of my eyes. It's, it's as the great. tears hit the ivory keys. You're just thinking about them sitting in those two chairs. And, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't, guys. Those are really good things that we just shared. I think that's a. I mean, we just have to keep that segment around. It just brings me joy to know what people are up to. Um, you know, per usual, give us a follow up, put a cork in it official. We pride ourselves in not being annoyingly present, but we are present. Um, thank you, Lance, for coming on. It's been such a treat to have you. Love this holiday theme we've got going. Can't wait to see who wins the raffle. 
And you know what, guys? We'll see you next week. Go ahead and sign off, men. Lance, again, thanks for coming on. It's always a pleasure. I hope your surgery goes well. And then for everyone out there, I believe the next episode will not be coming out till after Christmas. So I hope you had a very Merry Christmas. Hopefully your Christmas decorations might still be up. Who knows? Maybe they're already down and it's sad. Just to bring it full circle here. But Merry Christmas to you and yours from Houston and Mon. Thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure. Love you too. Have uh, the GOAT podcasters. And man, whoever wins that raffle, you're lucky. Truly. All right. See you guys next week. Kiss me underneath the mistletoe. Baby, that you love me so. Oh, oh, oh.